All right, and welcome to Real Talk Sports with Rico. And I have a special host today, uh, or co-host, I should say. Um, I call him Pete, uh, the guru, uh, the sports guru, that is. And he's on the line today. We have a whole host of topics to talk about, um, whether it be the NBA and NFL here. So briefly go ahead and just turn it over to Pete, the guru here, and uh, let him kind of introduce himself and talk a little bit. Go ahead, Pete. Well, I'm Pete. You know, a lot of people call me Pete Mac sometimes or just, you know, sports Pete. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm just uh, just real enamored with sports, you know, you know, any kind of sports, any, you know, any, any kind of information, anything that's going on. You know, I try to stay up on it, you know, and uh, I've been loving sports since I was a kid, you know, since since I was three, since I knew what sports was. You know? <laughs> so uh, this is this is like a. You know, big passion for me, you know, and I love to talk sports. Rico, no, we get together, we get to talk, and it'll be about three hours. We've been talking about <laughs> everything, <laughs> you know. And, and, and uh, absolutely out there, man. And for the people out there that are listening to the show, man, I just want to go ahead and say that actually, um, you know, Pete was part of the very or one of the very first shows actually ever. And so now we've actually grown here, and uh, it's great to have him back. And hopefully, we'll have him back here for some more shows. Um, but, you know, we want to go ahead and jump straight into it here, man. So first off, man, let's jump into the NFL, man. And I know we want to talk a little bit about the playoff picture here. And uh, let's start in the NFC East, man. And let's start with the Tampa Bay Bucks, man. <laughs> wow. and, and I know you've had to have seen this news with what is going on currently right now with, with Antonio Brown here. What do you think of this situation here with with Tampa Bay? What, what are your thoughts there? Uh, well, when I first saw it, uh, I looked at it like, okay, here we go again. Right. Here, here we go again with these temper tantrums. You know, he can't have his way, or you know, did, did, did something just snap inside his head? You know, when he did it, that that was the first thing I thought on the surface right. when I saw him just take off his jersey and walk <laughs> off, and I'm like, okay. You know, but as I started getting more information, it's, it's 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 kind of a wait and see thing because he's saying, you know, they they knew that he was injured or whatever. He refused to play. Right. They want to play injured. They try to force him to play injured. You know, right. and he has all these text messages and things of that nature. And, you know, he has proof, you know, and uh, but then Tampa Bay comes back and say, oh, no, he was cleared by doctors to play. You know, he's right. already cleared to play. He played, you know. And of right. course, you know, I mean, he had like 10 catches over 100 yards the game before, you know, so he looked fine. Right. You know? But, you know, he's saying, you know, ain't, you know, he hurt his ankle. He's got, you know, torn ligament, you know, bones, you know. So it's it's a mixed bag with me with, with, with this one. Now I'm looking at it as a as a wait and see thing. But first impression was, wow, Antonio Brown, this is your last game in the NFL. That's right. the way I felt when I first when I when I first saw that. So, yeah, and you know what? I can't agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you there, especially like at the end. Like I, I feel like that for sure. This is probably going to be Am Antonio Brown's last game. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I know they just cut him today, but yeah. I just can't really see another team kind of going out there and picking. Uh, AB up, especially with the way he walked out on the team. Um, and, you right. know, the fact that Tom Brady 
um, has very openly and publicly said that he's he's stayed with them. Um, I think he's even turned him on to Tony Robbins, the self-help guru there, uh, mm-hmm. to try to help, you know, kind of turn some things around for him. Um, but it's been incident after incident after incident. I mean, whether it's been the COVID test thing, you know, with the whole thing with the chef, or, right. you know, there was the incidents where he threw some things out of a high rise and I think hit somebody, you know, that was a situation. Um, right. Or I think he even got into an incident where it was with uh, allegedly, um, you know, a trainer or something like that. So, I mean, it's just been right. so many incidents here. And then to walk yeah. off the field like this, I think I've been watching the NFL for, you know, quite some time. I've never, ever seen anybody walk out of the NFL quite like what um, Antonio Brown did. And I just think that um, I kind of agree with, you know, the Monday night crew with Randy Moss and those guys like that, that I just think he probably maybe broke probably just uh, a, a unwritten rule in professional football or maybe any sport that is that you just you just don't walk off the field like that. Um, exactly. I, I've, I've never seen anything like that. I mean, and it's quite bizarre, um, you know, and even now there's even a report now that's saying he actually um, supposedly broke COVID protocols and hooked up with somebody um, the night before the game. You know, I just saw wow. an article there about that. And so I'm just thinking to myself, this story gets even more bizarre by the day you know and it's just I, I don't know you know it's, it's so many things that that ab has done it's like i want to give him some benefit of the doubt but it's just hard to um you know given his past history i would say oh yeah definitely and another thing i look at is you know i don't hear a lot of people talk about i mean i've, I've seen a, a few you know a few times it's been brought up but that perfect hit that he took in uh when he was uh, playing for Pittsburgh, uh-huh. it just hasn't quite been the same since that hit. You know, just just odd behavior. I mean, he's always been been a firecracker, but not to that extent mm-hmm. where he's just disrupting the team. Mm-hmm. It's like after that perfect hit, that's when all these problems really started being magnified. And that's my opinion. You know, I, I agree with you, man, because it, it is something like I have watched. Um, I've watched AB come into the league. I've watched him grow from what a six round pick um, in Pittsburgh, you know, when they had uh, Le'Veon Bell, him, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm talking about when they were young and hungry, you know, and this was the Pittsburgh Steelers, not that the Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Pittsburgh Steelers of now, you know, cause they're, no. <laughs> they're definitely struggling, but oh, yeah. um, you know, it's just when he was on the field and right, the guy's a playmaker. I mean, he's definitely yeah. one of the best wide receivers in the league. I think he's coming up on like 20, 20th or 21st all time in, in yards, um, all time as a wide receiver. And, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I just think that things have probably changed probably since that hit. Um, it's just like a, a different kind of look in his eyes nowadays, man, when he plays football. And it's just, these incidents off the field and especially i'm not even bringing up the situation that happened with the raiders like i thought that that was bizarre right that was super like that was crazy like that whole thing where they they got him they paid him so much money and it was like you know i think he had the frostfoot frost yeah frostbit foot or something like Mm -hmm. that then he fell out with the gm and then he somehow fell out with gruden and i'm like how does this happen 
within like a month period, it just turned to like good to just a disaster. Yeah, it's like every time you wake up, it's something else. It's like, okay, you know, and then there was rumored that he didn't want to play for the Raiders. He wanted to play for the 49ers and and that, uh, you know, he got traded, but it wasn't really, you know, his ideal team to go to. But my whole thing is you flew in to, you know, to, to talk to, you know, to talk to, uh, quarterback you know you, you you flew in and you know and you all at his house and tell him, oh you know we're gonna hook up we're gonna be the best you know two-man team you know just all these things you know and it's like okay you know he, he looks like he's on board you know and right. you know you showing up at Carr's house you know all happy and 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 you know I'm thinking like okay the Raiders are gonna be not we, we got that weapon we need because I'm a big Raiders fan we got that big yeah, weapon we need I'm about them too for sure. um I'm just like, okay. But then right. all this crazy stuff started happening. I'm just like, okay, one after, you know, every other day, it's like, okay, Antonio Brown is, you know, the, like you said, the frost foot, you know, and then he's taping conversations with Gruden, like stuff he shouldn't be putting on the net. And it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, you right. know, and then he's, then he's talking about the general manager and then he's mad because they find him and it's, it's like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Matt it Baylock, got crazy. I think, right? He's still the still the GM right now. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a bizarre yeah, yeah. situation, man. Like they just, like you, and I'm glad you brought up the fine situation. Yeah, he was getting fined and I think it was because he wasn't showing up to practice. He just wasn't showing up. He, he just, wasn't showing up know, to the facilities all Oh, they don't, you know, it, it was about the special helmet that he didn't, you know, That's certain right. type of helmet he didn't. Yeah. He didn't want to wear, and it was just—I thought that was odd. Like, really, you're gonna do all this? I mean, they're paying you all this money, and you hollering about a helmet, exactly. You know, and that put the perfect thing into to my head too. Like, that hit done something to this guy, you know? Just not not as big as I see it now, but then it just kind of, you know, like, okay, it's something going on with this dude. Like, he's hollering about a helmet, you right? Know? Just really. You're not practicing because of a helmet, you know. It's, you're not showing up at all, and that that right there was just okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was kind of yeah the, the the icing right there, and, and I agree with you, man. And I thought that too. If I think if if he could have been there with the Raiders, um, you know, where would the roster be right now? Because you think about it. Um, with Carr, and we'll talk about their, their playoff possibilities here, but with Carr, mm-hmm. um, if you have possibly a healthy Josh Jacobs and you have a De'Aaron Waller in, in the mix here, um, you know, I'm not sure if uh, Renshaw is there at this point in time because I don't think he was drafted right then and there. I think he was drafted. I don't think Renshaw, I don't think he was there yet. No. He, so, he, okay, so he's not there, he's yet, there yet. But let's say that, you know, Matt Maylock does make that decision and does end up drafting him. You pair him with AB here. Um, I think you you probably have a really good roster here at this point in time. I think oh, definitely. That, you know, the offense has been very serviceable as it is now. And especially mm-hmm. with the fact that the team has gone through so much controversy where they've lost the head coach um, in a messy situation of emails um, with the Washington football team. That's another topic in itself. Um, And then you have, you know, a horrific DUI, (laughs) you know, and then you have another DUI that just occurred as well. Um, Right. So many different things that have occurred. But it's it's interesting that the Raiders are right there. They're right there in the hunt. And really, they, to me, somewhat control their destiny. Um, But it's almost I wonder 
if they would have been in an even better situation if they were able to keep AB and if AB wanted to be there, whatever that case may be, you know, what that team I, would look like. Right I now. definitely think so. Because, I mean, if you look at it, look at how Ruggs was playing before the DUI. I mean, right. because when they got Ruggs, I thought it was a great pick. You know, right. because, just because of his speed, you know, and I know it took him a while to really catch on, but just that deep threat, yes. you know, good hands, you know, and, and Ruggs was actually, you know, he was actually coming into his own. And we were actually playing well at the time, you know. And even, you know, even with the John Gruden stuff going on, you know, and then, of course, you know, you already know what happened with the rug situation, with the Gruden situation. Everything just seemed to be, a, you know, just like a avalanche, right. one after the other, you know. And, and you know, kind of hit the team, you know. And I'm still surprised, you know, just like, wow, that they actually came out of it, that they're actually playing well. You beat the Chargers Sunday. Right. We're in. <laughs> it's like, wow. You know, so I, I give them credit for hanging in there, you know, at least with, with, with all the stuff that's going on. But yeah, with, I mean, you you have an AB on, on this squad. I mean, there's there's no telling where we would be at if, if we had an Antonio Brown and a, you know, a healthy Waller. You know, it'll, it'll be, a, it would it have been a sight to see with, 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 with uh, Antonio Brown head in the game, you know, without all the other little outside stuff. I mean, I know he's going to do stuff here and there, but just this extreme stuff that's going on. Because when he plays, when he produces, he produces. When he's in the game, it's like, like you said, he's one of the best. Right. You know, he's, he's going to produce, he's going to give you numbers regardless. Right. You know? And even though his last couple of years, he's going back and forth with Pittsburgh, he still is putting up numbers there. Still Absolutely. putting up great numbers. Absolutely. I um, mean, the guy produces... So, putting up numbers I agree with you yeah so I'm pretty sure you know he would have put up great numbers he just just didn't have a desire to play in Vegas I guess I guess you know I guess it just wasn't in the cards so, <laughs> I, I know that's yeah. right man yeah that's that's a tough situation yeah. man so I mean and, and to get get back to the playoff fun man I know we started off with the NFC um and then we kind of shifted a little bit of focus here and start talking about AB in this situation and how it's dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Just looking at the the NFC right now, you have Green Bay at number one, you have the Rams two, um, you have the Bucks here at three. We talked about them a little bit here. You got mm-hmm. Dallas at four, you have Arizona at five, and then you have San Francisco at six, and you have the sneaky Eagles here looking at seven. And in the hunt right now in the NFC, it looks like it's the uh, New Orleans Saints here. So, you know, out of those teams here, uh, you know, who's really impressed you the most? Because I think that to me personally, to start off, I think that Green Bay looks every bit uh, of the one seed here. I I think that Mm -hmm. if anybody could possibly get out of the NFC right now, I really like the Green Bay Packers. I, I know it's hard to to kind of go against Tom Brady here, uh, mm-hmm. but they're coming into this thing limping. You know, they've, they've Mike Evans has the hamstring injury. Uh, we just talked about AB not being there. Leonard Fournette right. has the injured hamstring as well. It's not the same right. defense that it's it's been before. Um, right. And you got some teams here that are hungry. You know, you look at the Rams here. Uh, they feel like they've got a chance with Matthew Stafford over here. I love what they did with bringing Von Miller here um, to bring another additional pass rusher here to go with uh, Aaron Donald. Um, 
And then you look at San Francisco, they've been there before. They're playing some great football. Um, but now they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, who has a, a torn ligament in his thumb. And then with right. Dallas, I think that they've been playing some pretenders here. Um, you know, they went up against Arizona here last Sunday. Yeah, there were some questionable calls, but the fact remains they got beat. And Arizona is still young, but, you know, at times they look good. So um, right. what do you think here? What are your thoughts? Uh, I agree with you with uh, Green Bay because I think Green Bay has been the most consistent through everything. You know, they they haven't been on one of those, you know, bad losing streaks. You know, they've had a bad game here and there, but they've been the most consistent team in the NFC. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like Green Bay. I like the Rams, you know, and I think the Rams are actually playing more of like they were playing two years ago, you yeah. know, establishing a run game and, and uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I admit Stafford is he's kind of shaky with those with those uh, deep passes sometimes, you know, uh, mm-hmm. get them in trouble. But I think the defense uh, is really helping them. I mean, I'm those are the two main teams I would watch out for. Right. You know, it's, uh, Green Bay uh, and L.A. You know, so, um, go ahead. and, you know, Dallas. Yeah. They can look so good where it's like, man, mm-hmm. you have to, you know, when it, when everything is rolling, but then right. sometimes they can look so bad because they'll lose the teams where it's like, well, how'd they lose to them? Right. You know? And I, I, I'm, 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 Dallas, Dallas has the ability to get out. They, right. they have the ability to get out, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm half and half on them because, um, the, just the offense is so in, inconsistent. I don't know what's going on with, uh, with the running back situation, you know, yes, that yes. that right there because uh, I don't know Zeke. Zeke looked like he's uh digressed like the past three years. I just you there. I'm like, well, where are the break? Not like far as breaking tackles, anything. It's just like he's just. I, I don't know. That's that that right there is kind of weird. That you know the 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 running the running game situation right now with them. You know, mm-hmm. you know that's 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 what I'm really worried about with them. You know. Um, short yardage, you know, situations, stuff like that, right. you know, and then, you know, I mean, I mean, and it's just, it's, it's up and down with them, you know, you'll get, you'll get a good two games out of them, and then it's like, they'll, they'll hit you with one of those, like, I don't know, so I'm, I'm 50-50 on, on Dallas, as, as, as far as those, those I would say that, you know, are the, are the three top teams that I'm looking at, okay. you know, and, um, yeah, you know, and I mean, Arizona is, is still a threat, but they are, they're young, mm-hmm. you know, they're young, you know, especially at quarterback. So, you know, I, I don't know how far that's going to go, you know, in the, in the playoffs. You know? And you know what? I love what you just said there too. You know, let, let me just back up and talk a little bit about what you said with Dallas. Um, sure. You know, just looking at the stat sheet here, it's incredible that Ezekiel Elliott right now has 915 rushing yards, um, with wow. a game to go in the season like I can't believe that because uh, he's definitely looking like the treads on the tires have been just it's just looking bad you know over the yeah. last three seasons I totally agree with you maybe we can give him the excuse last year he played without Dak Prescott um, mm. I understand that I mean collectively Dallas looked pretty disgusting <laughs> without Dak Prescott um, yeah. but it, it, it's an interesting situation because when Dak first took over it was a run heavy uh team you know that the team yeah. was built to run the football 
And it's amazing to me how they shifted focus over the years, especially since now that they have Amari Cooper um, and they went out and got CeeDee Lamb. Uh, suddenly they have Dalton Schultz there playing tight end here. Um, and then they went out and got Tony Pollard. And at times, Tony Pollard, to me, I think he plays better than Ezekiel Elliott. He's a, he's, you took the words right out of my mouth. It, 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 it's crazy. <laughs> and, and like, you know, a lot of people are like beating uh, Mike McCarthy here. And I, I kind of wonder here is the, you know where there's if there's smoke there it has to be a fire because i think that that's what got him out of green bay was his kind of decision making and kind of the things that he would kind of call in certain situations here um that didn't really mesh well i think with with aaron and aaron Rodgers, and now we're running into a situation here you're starting to hear that chatter you know because there's certain situations where you ask yourself you have probably one of the most dominant runners here of the last, you know, four or five years, why are you not using him? The offensive line right. isn't that bad. Why is it that you have Dak Prescott out there throwing it 40, 50 times? You know, that's, right. that's really the question mark. Right. And, I, and, and I will give you the fact that the defense is probably one of the best defensive units that I've seen probably since maybe their 90s run when they had Deion Sanders and all that. Yeah, defense is nice. I like yeah. Michael Parsons. I like those guys. They, yeah, the defense. And that, that was my thing with them. That just the whole, the defense, I'm good on. It's just right. the offense is just so inconsistent to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's crazy right now. And the fact that, you know, you look at this here, I mean, the points per game, they're scoring, you know, 29 a game here, something like that. Um, and it's just like, I, I think that that's fine, but I think that they should actually be controlling the clock a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. I think if they're going to win, uh, especially playoff football, I think when the game slows down, you have to be able to run the football first, bring, right. you know, get people to commit to bringing eight people or more in the box, and then you go over the top. Um, right. I just... I don't know where Dallas is going to go currently right now with this game script. It's almost like with the game script that they have set up on a week to week basis, they're almost playing defense against themselves, to be honest right. with you, when they're out there. Right. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm 100% with you there, you know, with the whole Ezekiel Elliott situation and, and, you know, the fact that the way that they run the offense here is just, it's been inconsistent there. And I think it's going to run into right. troubles here. Uh, they did just lose Michael Gallup here. Uh, tore an ACL here so I think that that's probably going to hurt too as well so Definitely. um you know I'm curious to see what happens to them but I think that you know they're probably going to be in a position where they could possibly leapfrog the Bucks here you know because I think now yeah. when you look at the Bucks to me it looks like almost like a Patriots team that Tom Brady was on towards the end of the years where they just didn't have a lot of weapons and I think that that's mm -hmm. kind of where uh, that's kind of where the Bucks are right now, you know, in that right. situation. So I, I, I'll give you that, you know, Dallas is probably top three. Um, and then kind of to back up now and kind of start to talk about the Rams, you talked about the interceptions with Matt Stafford there, and I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, some of the interceptions have been disastrous. Not only are they interceptions, yeah. but they're turning into pick sixes, which is just completely terrible. Um, you know, my issue with the Rams, too, as well, is that aside from Sony Michelle, 
what are they going to do from the running back situation, right? They, they've lost Henderson. Right. You have Cam Akers coming off the ACL here. Um, you lost Robert Woods to an ACL, I think, right? And yeah. now, yeah, you have Cooper Cobb, but at some point, I'm kind of wondering, defenses have got to bear down and figure this This is going to be the guy. Right. How do the Rams win from there if he, you know, if they take away him? Well, uh, you're going to have to, uh, OBJ is going to have to step up, uh-huh. you know, and I like the fact that he had those two big catches. I, you know, I, I like, I like the fact that he was, he was game, you know, for that, you know, I, I give it to him. He kept his poise, you know, cause I know it seems like they don't target him as much, mm-hmm. you know, but I think he's going to get opportunities, especially playoff time comes cause they, it, you're right. They're going to bear down on Cooper Cup. I mean, he's the guy. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like he's everywhere. He catches everything. You know, he'll have two catches at the, at the half and then end up with 10 catches in the game because he's just, you know, he's going to get his numbers. Right. You know, but once they start bearing down on him, that's it's time. That's when it's time for OBJ, somebody like OBJ to step up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he's probably not what he once was, but he's, he still can catch. He can still run. He can still run routes, you know, and uh, I, I think that's the, the, the real big thing, you know, because I mean, the Rams will they, you know, they'll they'll do their running back thing by committee, you know. I mean, I don't know what Acres. Nobody knows what Acres going to be. I'm pretty sure he's going to be rusty. He's been out for so long, you know. And uh, Sony Michelle, you know, he'll he'll give you a game where he give you a hundred, and you like okay. And but then you know he'll give you a game where he give you maybe forty five, you know. So he's not going to be that, you know, that uh, workhorse running back that they had when they had somebody like a, um, you know. The guy before I'm forgetting his name, Ty Gurley. <laughs> what yeah, they, they, they had, what they had, Ty Gurley. I'm Ty sorry. Gurley, yeah, Ty sorry, Gurley. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Todd. Sorry, Todd. I was a big fan of yours, you know. <laughs> you know, but I, you know, but uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. The running, the running game is, you know, I mean, it's it's the running game is going to have to be a little bit better. But I, I really think OBJ is like that dark horse. If if if, if OBJ could could just get hot. You know, yeah. and then you got a great Cooper Cup. I mean, they're going to be unstoppable because you know the defense is going to do what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. The defense is, is is going to do what they're going to do. You know, and, I mean, uh, I agree with you there. You know, we know you know there is no answer for ninety nine for sure. No. You know, there's no answer for ninety nine. No. I feel like he's no. he's probably there the night before at your quarterback yeah. you know that's how good this guy is i mean it's yeah. no doubles triples yeah you just cannot stop that mm-hmm. you know and i love the fact that they do have Jalen ramsey on the back end as well mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. a shutdown corner that essentially says yeah. that you're not going to throw to this side yeah. of the field here right um it, it's just one of those situations again and it's like i like sean big uh, you know i think sean big does a terrific job um, and scripting out the game. Um, I think he does a terrific job in trying to put his team in some good predicaments here. But I think that the the, the thing with Sean McVay and his offense, it's predicated on the run, right? We talked about mm-hmm. Todd Gurley here. They went to the Super Bowl based off what they were able to do in the running game. Um, right. it, it worries me, uh, again, that we're doing this whole thing that kind of Dallas is doing where it's like, hey, let's put Matthew Stafford back here and let's mm-hmm. throw it 50 times. You know, I, I don't right. know if that's necessarily going to work, especially if you have to go into Lambeau Field, you know, late in, yeah. in a cold atmosphere. 
and the game again slows down. It's going to be tough to just fly by guys out there. Um, I, I think that they're going to have to find a running game if they're going to have or if they're going to go all the way. I, I think that that's right. the key, you know, to me personally. Right, right. And that was their that was a success when they made the Super Bowl, you know, a couple of years ago. Right. You know, the, the running game and a, and another thing is Ty Gurley was also great at catching out of the backfield. Yes. That's a weapon that I see missing. I mean, I don't see Sony Michelle as a big threat for mm -hmm. catching out of the backfield. I mean, Todd Gurley was was that. You know, he was he, he gave you both of those type of weapons. You know. So I I, I see that missing from the offense. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of a, a lot of the play action stuff that they were doing. You know, and it's like they're relying on uh on Stafford's arm more and more. And I mean it's it's great, you know, when he completes those type of passes and it, but it's a lot of times he just he just throws unnecessary interceptions, you know. And it, I agree with you because you look at it like to me it worries me because I look at this situation. Matthew Stafford can play football, and people don't out there don't know that Matthew Stafford played with probably one of the best receivers maybe to play. We could say that with with Calvin Johnson, Megatron, exactly. right? Exactly. Like so, he had the cheat code at the wide receiver, right? Mm -hmm. But Detroit mm -hmm. didn't go anywhere. Now he has right. a cheat code right now, and you potentially have possibly another cheat code with Odell Beckham. You know, you got Higby out there playing tight end. You got some weapons, right? Mm -hmm. You got Van Jefferson out here, but it to me is kind of like it's shaping up to be the same movie, just a different lot right now with with Matthew Stafford like I, I hope that's not the ending for the Rams and, and Matthew Stafford but that kind of like is what it's looking like to me yeah. unless they find yeah. like you said the running game which then you can go with the play action and you can get some dump downs and easy receptions and easy yards versus having mm. to always go down the field 10 plus yards on these easy. routes because you have to pick your poison you know right you, you know, once you get that running game established, you know, you're going to have people, you know, you're going to have that front. Mm -hmm. But then you got a person like OBJ that can run routes when he's right. You know, and of course, Cooper Cup's going to run his routes. He's going to, you know, and then you say like Higby, a person like Higby too. You got Jefferson. You got weapons. You just got to set it up. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to come out gunning, it's, it's kind of easier for a team to adjust. But get that running game established, you know, and... You know, I understand, you know, Cam Akers was a big part. You know, he got hurt. You had to get, you know, you had to get somebody in there, you know. And, you you know, you got a little cheap replacement, you know. And, uh, you know, and Sony Michelle's not bad. Right. But you need more. Right. It's just, you just need more of that running game. You need that running game. You got to establish that. Right. You know? Right. Well, I mean, Definitely. that was perfect, man. And, uh, you know, I love what we had to say there. And let's shift over to the AFC here, man. I know we were just uh -huh. talking about the Raiders. We're certainly going to talk about them a little bit here to, um, uh -huh. on the on the, uh, the AFC front here. But let me go ahead and, and throw out the, the numbers and the placing here. You got Tennessee, the Titans sitting here, number one. Um, they can wrap up the number one seed here, I believe, this weekend. You have um, – Kansas City, you have the Los Angeles Chargers, you have the Cincinnati Bengals, you have the Indianapolis Colts at six, um, three for Cincy, um, sorry, seven for the Chargers, if I didn't say, you have Buffalo Bills sitting at four, and you have New England, the surprise New England Patriots, sitting at five here. Um, what do you, what, what is to, to make of the AFC here? I mean, I think it's been all over the place here. 
Tennessee, I don't know how they've been the number one seed. They lost King Henry here, who had a broken foot. A.J. Brown has not played the way that anybody thought he was going to play. I mean, I'm sorry to spoil your fantasy football out there. I had him in fantasy, and I'm, I'm sold, right? You had yeah. Julio Jones. He was supposed to be this dynamic receiver. He hasn't done anything, right? And all they've done is win football games. Like, what is what is it to make here at the AFC? Can you make some sense of it? Well, uh, I really don't know what to make. <laughs> really what to make of, uh, you know, I mean, Tennessee's defense, their defense is not bad. You know, yeah. they, they, have a, they have a very sound uh, de- defense. But then the offense, they don't, I don't think they try to do too much. I think they just, I think they're just steady. Right. You know, um, I'm, I'm really at a loss of words at, at, at how Tennessee is doing this because I mean, you know, and then I mean, I guess with Tannehill, he's more of a game manager. Yeah, he he, he almost reminds me of like one of them game manager type of quarterbacks that Baltimore had during their Super Bowl years. Trent Dilfer, you know, yeah, like Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. He kind of reminds yeah. me of Trent. He reminds me so much of Trent Dilfer. He can throw the long ball here and there, but he's going to manage the game. He's going to get the short pass. He's going to get, you know, he's going to manage the game and, and just keep, you know, keep his team afloat. So I, I think that's what Ryan Tannehill is doing more than just trying to be a, you know, I'm going to throw it down the field, you know, uh, type of quarterback. So I, I think I think that's what it is. And then, you know, I mean, Foreman's not doing bad. You know, For, Foreman's, uh, he's, he's produced for them here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's a collective thing uh, with, with Tennessee. It's just a collective thing. Probably a lot of stuff you don't see on paper. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just a collective thing with them. Because I mean, I really don't see what really stands out. Really, I mean, besides them having you know King Henry before he got hurt, and then right. Julio Jones. Sometimes I forget that he's still in the league. Now I'm, I'm sorry for saying Man, that. Man, to talk to but me about I, it. Talk, talk to me about it. it. I, I, I mean, Julio- because. I'm thinking he's going to just make it happen for me in fantasy, man. And and I've I've only got a game or two out of Julio. Like, man. And I'm like, I'm like, (laughs) you know, you're used to seeing all these big catches in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, and he was, and it was like, when they got Julio Jones, I was like, oh, Tennessee is okay. They go be a problem. He's done nothing and they still a problem. Yes. Yes. He has (laughs) 376 yards to date right now. And they're sitting number one. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, did this guy get old overnight? What happened? Like, yes, yes. you're Julio freaking Jones. Julio Jones is, and for the people out you there know, that don't know, 32 Julio, years old. Yes, Julio Jones is probably one of the most physical wide receivers. Maybe he, you could put him in that Terrell Owens kind of style, like right. brute strength is Julio right. Jones, and speed right. along to go right. with size. Like it's, it, right. it was a cheat code for a long time when he was playing with Matt Ryan. And yeah, I mean, it's just interesting. You mentioned it with Ryan Tannehill and I'm saying like, can these guys win the AFC with this guy? With the the ultimate game manager here, you don't really have any explosive plays down the field. Your wide receiving core that you had on paper to start in a training camp is probably maybe played together for maybe a week two weeks maybe out of the season um and like you said i mean defensively yeah they have some key defenders over here um it's not like they have an mvp candidate over there but 
Exactly. They're making plays though. Right. And 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 interject something in about Julio Jones. I'm just I realize maybe it's the quarterback. And not that Tannehill's a bad quarterback, but uh-huh. put Aaron Rodgers on his team. Julio Jones probably had 99 catches. I'd heard you that know? before. I heard that argument that that's a possibility. Do, do you think that that maybe is the situation here? It's, do you feel to, like possibly? To me, I, yeah, I think it's fit. I, I really think it's fit. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think it, I think the whole the whole thing when he was getting Julio Jones is like, okay, look at his numbers and look what he's doing. But did you kind of like pay attention to the system that he was playing in and how it's going to work? Because right. I mean, you need somebody to get him the ball. You know, Tannehill's a game manager. You know, yeah. you know. It's just it is what it is. He's a game manager, you know. Right. And then you had that you had that big monster in the back backfield carrying a heavy load as far as offensively and setting you up. Yeah. You know? So, you know, short yardage, you know, situations, you know, either you go run it in or you can throw a short pass. But with right. Julio Jones, you know, you need somebody that's gonna get to get him the ball and just go get it to him. Put Julio <laughs> Jones on the rounds right now. Yes. Yes. You know yes. the numbers are gonna look better. Stafford's gonna it, gun yes. it to him. Yes. Right? Yes. Put him, I, I put totally him on agree. somebody like... It's a totally like, different scheme. It's a totally yeah, different scheme. Put him on scheme. Kansas City or, you know, some, or a team like that's going to have a quarterback that's going to get it to him, you know? He's going to have way... His, his numbers are going to be much better, you know? So I, I think it's fit. That's what I'm looking at, you know? It's 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 fit to me because, I mean, Julio Jones with only 376 yards with yeah. one game remaining in the season, yeah. 376 yards. Yeah, I I, That's, I almost uh, have to read it again. Like, 376 yards officially is what he's had on the season. 26 receptions? Julio Jones? Yeah, he, he's really <laughs> mad. Yeah, and, and you just wouldn't envision that this would be happening. But you, you hit on some points here, and you, you bring it up. Like, I think that they have won a game with Tannehill throwing just 17 passes. Like, if you're – I mean, we're talking like 17 passes in a game is like you essentially you either dominated the clock and you basically only had to throw on third down maybe a couple times. And even if he did have to throw, if it's not there for Tannehill, he's not going to be the guy that is going to throw it down the field and really take some chances in coverage. You know, he is going to be the guy that is absolutely going to dump it down you know, for the five, the six yards, mm-hmm. uh, the quick slant, if it's there, perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants to be that guy that, like you said, they want to hand it off to Derrick Henry 20, 30 times a game, let this guy pound on the defense, then let's stick it in his stomach and take it right out and then throw it over the top of the defense here for a big right. play. That's the type of guy that Tannehill is. Right. Um does it work in today's NFL when you have to, to score so many points? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the question that I really have for them because it's like you have Kansas City, they can score. Right now you have the Chargers in the tournament, they can score. Um, it, I don't know if they make it out the AFC. I, I mean, yeah, they may solidify the first seed, but I don't know if they're going to make it out of the AFC at this point. Yeah, I mean, you run into teams like Kansas City. I mean, that's that's going to be hard to overcome. That offense, once it's on, once that machine is going, you know, I don't, I mean, like I said, they, I feel like they have a decent defense. Yeah. You know, but Kansas City is coming, you know, I mean, even though they lost to, you know, to the Bengals, you know, the little hiccup, but I still think Kansas City is, uh, Kansas City is getting back there to where they were, where they were last season, you know. 
And so, so out of those teams right now, I, I know you 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 know you dropped the three here in the East. Who are your three right now for the AFC? I mean, like like that you we talked about Tennessee. Who is the the three that you you know you feel um, they definitely have a chance, or you know they should be there towards the end right now? Um, I'm definitely going to have to go with Kansas City. Uh-huh. I'm definitely have to put them there as one of the teams. Um, I, I still got to put Tennessee there. Just yeah. you know, even even though with the with their issues, you know, they're they're, they're still tough to beat. You know, and um, and I think you know they they may be getting they they might be getting the king back. You yeah, know, they are. They what are. He, he what 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 is the practice field today? Yeah. Okay, but what what he's going to be? I, I don't know. Right. You know, and. Um, you know, it's it's a even even though the even though the Bills have struggled, yes, a bit. It's it's a tight third between them and New England with me. Talk to me about it, right? The Bills. We I was just wanting to talk about. Tell tell me about the Bills. Man, the Bills. I mean, that's another team that looks so great. You know, yeah. their, their quarterback looks so great. But when they when they're bad, they're bad. Yes. You know, and they they have a tendency to lose games where it's like, okay, how did you lose that game? Like, how did you lose to that team? You know, and they'll play an elite team and look great. You know, and it seems like they play better with their backs against the wall. It mm-hmm. seems like it seems like once they got a name for themselves, mm-hmm. they, they fell back a little bit. You know, but it, but 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 when it was like that, oh, you know, we got a chip on our shoulder. You know, nobody, you know, nobody don't believe her for real. Right. They had this attitude, but now it, it seemed like they took a step back once once they became established as a threat to make the Super Bowl as a team yes. that you know. That you have to be, that you have to watch out for. And so. see, and that's one thing too. I agree with you. The fact that they have taken a step back, um, you know, I, I know for a fact here that it has been a situation here where yes, they've had some injuries here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that with the situation with Josh Allen, I know he's had the sprained foot um, there he had in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he's had some little dinks and stuff like that. There has been a lot of pressure on Josh Allen this year, especially with the performance that the Bills put up last year. Um, To me, I felt like they did upgrade a little bit at the wide receiver position by bringing over Emmanuel Sanders uh, to go with Gabriel Davis and Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley here. Um, To me, I, I think they have an interesting dynamic in the backfield that I just it's still a head scratcher to me with Zach uh, Molson and Devin Singletary uh, I, I don't like it and I don't love it I, I don't know what that is right now with them um, and I feel like Josh Allen to me is more of a running back than those two are at times it, it, it's really bizarre and it's strange there um, they've even had Matt Breida come over from the San Francisco 49ers and get some reps right. and put in some critical um, some critical uh, performances here, which has actually right. helped propel them to this uh, fourth seed here. So, you know, to me, it looks like the AFC is a lot more competitive since it was last year. We know things can change from year to year in the NFL here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I just wonder, it's like, okay, what would the Bills have to do to get out of the AFC? And it's like, one, I think they're going to have to stop some people. And it's like, I don't know if they can, especially when you look at what the Patriots were able to do. I think that they didn't even throw the football. It was, you I know, they the did too much power threw under, he threw under, I want to say he threw like, did he threw four to four or five times, maybe? Four or five times. Something like that. I, I think four or five times the whole game. And, and those crazy. guys, 
pounded, pounded. How do you do that? I mean, yes. you just that's 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 fully exposed right there. Yes. Like, oh yeah, we can run on them all. I mean, look what I mean, look at what New England did with really running backs you don't really hear about. <laughs> it's like like Man. okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so, yeah. Aside from Damian Harris, if I had to give yeah. somebody some money to tell me who else is playing running back, most people don't know. You know, no disrespect yeah. to them, but because they're getting it done. Um right. and it's like behind a rookie quarterback. You know, at yeah. that, you know, and it's like now I kind of want to put out that argument. Like, it's like, I know that Tom Brady's the GOAT, but I think we need to put some respect on Bill Belichick's name. Right? Oh, you definitely got to put some respect on Bill Belichick's name. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, I never doubted, you know, that Bill Belichick, it's, it, to me, it was a collective effort. You know, mm-hmm. it was collect. It, it was just a great marriage. You know, you, you, you draft this guy. He's what you're looking for, you know? I mean, yeah, he wasn't that high in the draft. He wasn't, you know, I mean, I, I saw his his tape, you know, when they worked him out, he was running, and I was like, wow, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, who is this? But right. Bill Belichick saw something in him, you know, something that, he, so it, it was a, it was a, it was a perfect marriage to me, as far as just, you know, type of quarterback. If you look at Mac Jones, Mac mm-hmm. Jones, kind of the same type of quarterback. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying far as, you know, what Tom Brady is now, but just that prototype of what you look at what Tom Brady was coming out of college. You know, you look at Mac Jones, maybe a little more at, athletic, you know, it, you it, know, but it's, 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 it's kind of the same. It's, it's kind of in that same mold a little bit. It, and I love what you said there too. It's like, it's people don't understand that. I think that with coach Belichick, he changes the culture of your team. He literally, he changes the culture and he puts a system in place, which is a winning system. And I, I, you know, I like what you said about Mac Jones and many people really feel that um, Mac Jones probably, you know, I know, I think it was Joe Montana that came out and he was disappointed that the 49ers didn't go after him. You know, he Mm -hmm. felt like he was the better quarterback than Trey Lance Um, Mm -hmm. and no disrespect to Trey Lance because we don't know what he can do just yet because he hasn't played as much as Mac Jones. But right now, you know, it looks like. Mac Jones is kind of the guy, you know, if I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at my man from San Francisco, Trey Lance, and I'm looking at Mac Jones, I'm probably going to go with Mac Jones. And I I didn't love him in Alabama, but I love him now. You know what I mean? I really do. Especially if you start to put some weapons around him on the outside, Um, you know, guys who can make some plays. Like I, I I think it's going to be kind of scary. You know, in, in the yeah. year two to three, you know, you're hoping he doesn't digress. But, um, right. you know, right now, 21 touchdowns at a 92.5 quarterback rating. I like that for my rookie that's, quarterback. That's, that's good for, for a rookie who's just been thrown in there, you know, and look at what you have to follow. Right. You know? Look look at the legacy, you know. That's, right. that's a lot to deal with, you know. Yes. That's a lot to deal with, you know. And expectation. nobody expected no Super Bowl or anything like that. They expected New England to, like, let's see. We know Mac is, you know, you know, his first year he's coming out of college. But to be in the position you are right now, I mean, that's that's phenomenal, man. That's just phenomenal. I give it to New England, you know, because I didn't expect it. I'm not gonna even lie. I didn't expect them to, you know, to do be doing what they're doing, you know. It just is 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 yeah. I mean, you got ten wins, you know. I expected maybe six, seven wins at the most. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree with you. I think that they, 
they're a surprise team. They're probably the surprise team in the NFL. I'm just oh, being yeah. 100 with you. I think that they're the surprise team of the NFL. Um, you know, I think that possibly you might want to give them coach of the year. Maybe Bill Belichick with what he was able to do. I don't know. You know, maybe that's a stretch. He's a candidate, you know. But the thing is, it's a gift and a curse with Bill Belichick. They'll be like, oh, well, he's Bill Belichick. Great right. coach. Like, he's he's had three guys off the street at running back and won a Super Bowl, you know. Right, so no, it's it, true. Like, that's what he does, you know. Yes. And I think, but it's like, you still, you still got to get, you still got to get it through the head of the person that you're trying to get it to. You still got to get them to buy into the system and and mm-hmm. do what they're supposed to do, you know. And yeah, I mean, I think he's, I think he's a big time candidate. I wouldn't be surprised if he did win coaching. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I'm with you there. Um, and then you know, just to kind of wrap it up here, you know, before we kind of go into the last part here and we go into the NBA. Um, I know we talked about Vegas. We have Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the hunt. To me, the only team that realistically has a chance to me, I think is Vegas. And they would have to have their sights on the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think it's a situation where basically the, the Raiders have to win. And essentially, I think they would have to get some help, I think, for the most part. Well, I have no, to no. double check They that. have to win. They, they have just to have win. to win. If okay. They, if if me, they so beat they, the Chargers, they're in. There is. So it's Chargers, a winning win situation last here. Spot right now. Yeah. I like this situation. I think that I I really do like the Raiders. I, I I like the Raiders because to me, you know, it's not to take anything from the Chargers. I mean, they're 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 up and coming. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike Williams, who, who to, to me I thought was going to be a bust. I must take it back. He is a baller at this point in time. Um, you know, I love what they have at the running back situation there. Um, you know, I with Austin Eckler, but it's just like one of those things with me is I just think that sometimes they still run into some situational football. And I think that I don't know if they're so young kind of mentally out there that they feel like if they just show up, they're going to win games. Right. And that's not the case. You know, you can't do that in the NFL. Um, And I think with the Raiders, because they've been so tested with the things that are um, have happened to them, you know, outside of the of the field and the fact that they've fought their way to this position here and with the gutsy win that they had last week, I think against was it against the Colts, I want to say. Yeah. Last. okay, so it was against the Colts, who to me. If you can beat the Colts, you know, because the Colts are probably, to me, one of the most disciplined football teams in the league with Frank Wright at the helms. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the Raiders' chances, man. I just feel like yeah. if they can get something from Josh Jacobs at this point, you know, can they yeah. continue to get this terrific play um, from, you know, from, from the wide receiver here on the outside? You know, he's playing well. Um, yeah, Renfro. You know, Renfro. If they continue yeah. to get that effort from him. I think that they could possibly steal this spot. I think they can get in. I, I really do. Yeah. And speaking as a hardcore Raider fan, as a Raider fan, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like Raiders going to win. But yeah. just you have as to a, <laughs> as a person, yeah, on the outside looking in, for some reason the Chargers have had the Raiders number. Yeah. You know these. these 
past year just for some reason. And I mean, just to me, it's going to be on the defense. It's going to be on the defensive end because you you, you got to stop Herbert. Because once Herbert gets hot, it, it's it's just it's downhill. It's downhill from there. It's just like I mean, what's well, uphill for the Raiders, but it's just for Chargers, it, it gets easy. You know, once you let him get off, you got to pressure him. You know, it's, it's going to be on the defense for the Raiders. But I'm, I'm, my gut tells me it's going to be a close game, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the Raiders can pull it out. And just because they've been winning these close games, it's, that's been their thing. They've been yeah. winning these close, close games, like, you know, like, well, and that's good character, especially mm-hmm. going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's great trait to have, you know. So, you know, you, you're, you're, like you said, they seem like they, they you know, with all the stuff going on, they can handle the pressure. So I, I, I agree. That's what I'm there. looking at. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're getting some great play here from, uh, I'm going to throw it out there. Like Deshaun Jackson has made some plays, like, believe it or not, <laughs> the Savory vet has been out there doing his thing. Um, yeah. You know, you got Hunter, Hunter, you know, Renfro, he's out there making plays left and right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's still doing his thing. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, people have slept on him before. I believe he was an MVP candidate at one point in time before, you know, Mm -hmm. he broke his ankle one season or whatever the case may be. Um, He's getting it done out there. And defensively, I mean, look, these guys with Crosby and these guys like that, man, they put a lot of pressure on your quarterback. They put a lot of pressure on your quarterback. And for whatever reason, somehow, some way, they're getting home. Um, Yeah. You know, this game is supposed to be a 49.5, I think, is the spread line there. That's the point line they're thinking here. Um, mm-hmm. It's Sunday night. It's going to be a close one. It's a win or go home situation. I agree with you. I think it's going down to right. the wire. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I like the Raiders. I really do. Yeah, I like the Raiders. I just think that they're going to they're gonna make the plays late. And I don't know if the Chargers will. Right, and see that's the big thing. Don't I mean, if if, it, if it's a shootout, the Chargers, the Chargers have too many weapons right now. Yeah, you know we're we're kind of you know we don't have a Waller. You know we we yeah. I mean they they have more weapons than we do right now. So to me, the defense has got to keep us steady. The defense has got to show up. Right, you know, it can't be it can't be no shootout. If it's a shootout, most likely the Chargers are going to win it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just being real. Just just looking at both sides. You know. Um. Yeah, and Derek Carr, you know, I mean, he's he's he surprised me like in these last six games. I would say, like his poise, like you know, not I ain't gonna say surprised. I'll take that back. You know, I mean, I just it just looked like we were going in a different direction mm-hmm. at one point where it was like, okay, you know, just look at the draft. You know, it's over, and somehow yeah. they just they turned it up. You know, and they and they're keeping their poise. So. You know, I just hope they don't lose that with the Chargers. I hope they don't come out trying to be different. Do what you've been doing, you know. Right. Just just, just kind of just kind of grind it out type of football. Yes. You know? and, no, uh, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I definitely you know, think it's going to have to be ball control situations. Yeah. And I've, I've always said that your best defense is keeping the offense off the field of the opposing yeah. team. So, you know, I, right. I feel like that that's probably the game that the Raiders yeah. have to play. Um, and I think it bodes well in the playoffs. I think that if you do get in the playoffs, I think you're going to have to do that to some extent if you're going mm-hmm. against the Bills, the Chiefs, uh, uh, you yeah. know, it, it, or any of those teams. You you want to keep these guys off the field, but you also want to score points. Um, right. You know, you're hoping for touchdowns, but you at least want to score some points and eat up the clock as much as possible. Right. 
and hope that your defense is able to just, if they can just make a stop, you know, and just get one more stop than them and give you a chance to either extend your lead or keep them off the field that much more toward the end of the game, that's what you want. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I look for the Raiders to try to try to control the game. You at home, try to try to, you know, try to control the game. You know, don't feel like you need to get any shootouts because I just I just think your chances are very low trying to get in the shootout with the charge. You know, I like I like it. I like it, man. You know, and uh, and 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 hopefully Jacobs can give. And I know he's banged up. You know, yeah. I, I, I know he's 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 more hurt than what he's leading on. I mean, he had to go out of the game a few times last right. week. Right. You know, because his you know his ankle tweaking or something's wrong. But you know, he was tough. He, he, he you know he stayed in there. You know, he, he gave it his all. You know, but uh, that's that's very important too. We got to get some type of some type of running game going. Something, you know. I don't know if Derek Carr throwing 60 times is going to win it for us versus Herbert throwing 60 times. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And, and, and I mean, the last thing I kind of want to leave off here with and just kind of shift and focus one more time here. Do you feel like it is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, division to lose here? Oh, definitely. I, I just and, and I say that because they've been to the last Super, last two Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. So they got the most experience out of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I, I I feel like Kansas City is the team to beat. You know, I really do. I agree with you there. Uh, I'm with you, know, you on that. And 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 as a Raider fan, I'm not a big fan of them, but sure. You know, as an analyst, yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta give uh, respect what respect is due, and you know, because they got everything. I mean, their defense is a little shaky. You Very know, shaky. But, <laughs> You know, yeah, okay. I'll try to be modest, but yeah, defense is it, Man, it's it's like if you go to the circus and you see that bad up there type rope or type rope yeah. or, or the rope, that yeah. that's Kansas City's defense. Now, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to be honest with you, because I'm like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So so I like I said, I I, I gotta go with uh with, with with Kansas City one. Yeah. Uh Tennessee Titans two. Yeah, and then like I said, it's a, it's a, it's, it's. You could take either or New England or or the Bills. I kind of feel like they kind of. I, I, I slightly say that New England's ahead of the Bills, mm-hmm. but you could take either or in that third spot. I think. Okay, I like it, man. Yeah. So let's shift right. focus here. Um, got a chance here to just kind of talk about the. Uh, NFL here we talked about the AFC and the NFC here as far as the playoff hunt some teams we talked about AB and all this madness let's shift focus here man let's talk about the NBA season here man Um, definitely want to just kind of you know basically break it down to where we'll go from the east to the west Um, you know just we'll basically go through the standings man you can tell me what you think here with the 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 teams what you think with the times here um i know this is a strange strange season really the last couple seasons with this whole situation with covid um the the health and safety protocols uh you know players going in and out um you know i think that they signed a couple guys out of la fitness here to play i mean recently i mean that kind of season you know, yeah, what I, mean? I think I think a couple of my friends got on roster. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, time, that's where we are in the NBA, man. So <laughs> they call it everybody, man. <laughs> man it, it, it's crazy. It's like some players that I'm seeing out here that it's like, man, he was 
he was a big deal probably about five, six years ago. And not saying that you right. should be out of the league, but it's like, man, it, it was a different kind of league when they were playing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, action yeah. Joe Johnson, get, get, you know what I'm saying? He, man, he was he in just, the league. He's like, what, 53 now? Right now, I'm just kidding. But he, oh, yeah. Man. I mean, he. I mean, he performed in that in that three on three league. You know, and yes. he's like, I saw Joe. He can still get you. I saw Joe. You know, nobody didn't budge. But it's like once these COVID protocols came, they're like, hey, I saw you know you want you know come back to where you started, come back to Boston and play. Man, and got him a roster spot. It's like wow. And he hooped, and that's crazy. He, he did. He hooped. He hooped, he, man. And he, that's like he took like he just from where he left off. Like, hey, I still do it. You know. Dude, it's man. And what about this? What about Lance Stevenson last night? Lance Stevenson almost stole the show. Lance, Lance. I can make him dance Stevenson with the Pacers last night. Literally almost spoiled Kyrie Irving's um, his, his his entry back for man. this season. And man. he's been everywhere. And they just signed him man. to a 10-day contract. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of season that we are seeing in the NBA right. at this point in time. Right. I mean, he had like 21 points in like the first half, something like that. Like, just he like he was trying to go for 50 the way he was acting. You know, <laughs> I mean, he and he was hitting everything. And wait, he was even shooting the threes and standing there and like, yeah, it's going in, whatever. Or turning his back, like, whatever. Air like, guitar, wow. man. Playing man, the air guitar. Back, throwing back, throwing back the, uh, the make him dance lens. <laughs> man. So let's talk about it, man. Let's start with the uh, the East, man. I'm a huge Bulls fan here. They're sitting at one. Right. You got Brooklyn. You got Milwaukee. You got Miami. You got Philly. You got the surprise team, I think, of the year in Cleveland here. Um, man, they're playing well. Cleveland's playing well. And then you got yeah, Toronto man. and Charlotte here. I think that's going to be your, your top eight here. So, right. What are your – I mean, what initially – what are your thoughts here? Just you could take it anywhere you want to go. What are you thinking here when initially you see these standings or, or hear about what's going on? Um, Chicago. Yes. Right now, 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 when Chicago when they first made their moves and everything. Yep. I just thought, okay, and this this is my initial thought mm-hmm. was it's not enough balls for those three guys for yeah. uh, you know Levine. You know, but for Levine and DeRozan and and, and then you and, and 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 you know Ball has you know he's a point guard he's unselfish but yes he's going to be controlling offense so yeah. is he, he going to get the ball enough to these guys and somehow they found a way to make it work mm-hmm. like great because I mean you got I mean they're nice right now I mean I mean Levine and and DeRozan is doing what they usually do they're mm-hmm. scoring you know but this team is also playing great defense and of course you got Caruso I hate. You know, you know, I'm a Laker fan. I, I yeah, hate, well, we, I hate, we, I hate. We, when you guys we, we got Caruso, talk about that. But yeah, go you ahead. You guys got Caruso. I was like, okay, that's yeah. that's a glue. That's a glue guy you need for yeah. this team. Just a, just a guy that's going to play defense, going to play hard, and it's working, man. I just I just like the chemistry. They just like they play with a lot of joy. This right. team does. They play with a lot of joy. They you know they they're, they're tough on yes. both you know on both sides of the court. You know. And the chemistry, the chemistry is there. You know, yes. the chemistry is there because, I mean, we've seen them twice and they beat our butts pretty good, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Chicago is, is very surprising to me, but I got to give them their props. They are doing they, – they're, they're nice right now. 
I like I like I like the Bulls. I really I really do. I, I like the squad they got. I, I like the chemistry that they have, you know, mm-hmm. and the um, the leadership, you know. And um, the one thing I like about Lonzo Ball is he's shooting his his threes are more timely. I mean, I yeah. think his shot is, has definitely improved. He's always been a great defensive player, you know. He's bigger than what people think he is, you know. But he's a great defensive player, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's probably not getting as many assists as as he usually did as he usually did, you know, when he was a Laker or when he's a, a Pelican. Yep. But it doesn't have to because you got guys like DeMar DeRozan and uh, Zach Levine that can create their own shots, mm-hmm. you know, which is great. But they're doing it within offense. It's not like, okay, everybody move out the way or whatever. They're doing it with, within offense, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, and you got somebody like, uh, like uh, Vuce, you know, Vucevic, however yeah, you say his name, yeah. Vucevic. Yep. He's steady, you know. Mm-hmm. Pretty, you know, he's, he's 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 pretty steady in his role. You know, he's not trying to do too much. You know, and I I just think it's a it's a good mixture they got, good good mixture they got going with that team right now. I I you know what one hundred percent I agree with you. And the fact of the matter is, people don't understand that the Chicago Bulls, I believe, actually might either lead the league or they're at the top in transition scoring. Um, right. And to get an idea of what that does for you, there that means you're scoring. And you're not having to run half court sets. And so right. right there alone, when you're talking about running the floor and you're playing free like that and not really having to focus so much on the offense and, and getting the ball to certain people and things like that, mm-hmm. I think that that allows the young talent to kind of flourish here, you know, because that's yeah. kind of what Chicago has is a lot of young players. I mean, yes, you do right. have DeMar DeRozan, who's been in the league for 12 years, but still quite mm-hmm. young. Um, young. Yeah, you have Levine, but you have a lot of guys here. When you look at this roster, the rookies, you know, you got Matt McClung, who just came over here. You got mm-hmm. uh, McKinney here, who's only four years in. You got Matt right. Thomas, who's only two years in. You got Kobe White, who people didn't even know. You know, he was still on the right. roster coming back from the shoulder right. injury and everything. He's only yeah. been in league two years. Yeah. And you he was playing Patrick. well before that. Right, right. He was playing terrific. You have Patrick Williams, who's out for the season. Many people feel like he's another Kawhi Leonard. I haven't saw it yet. You know, I know that's lofty shoes to fill, but um, there's a guy that the jury's still out there. (laughs) He was sixth man of the year, supposedly. He was sixth man of the year, um, coming out of Florida State, drafted quite high. Um, like I said, I know the jury's kind of still out on this guy, but they're saying, you know, he's starting to kind of show some signs. I did see it in the summer league. Um, mm-hmm. Early on, I can kind of see it, um, but it hasn't come to fruition just yet. Um, right. right. You got, you know, what is it? Uh, Ayo Dasimi? Uh, da, uh, uh, Dasunmu. Yeah, Dasumi. He's playing well. I think he's probably one of the most underrated rookies right now in the league at 6'5". His shot's gotten better. He's a hometown kid. Uh, He's fearless. He loves to play defense. He's playing against some of the tougher assignments here. And I think a lot of people are also, too, not looking at this Javante Green guy. Uh, Two years here from Rafford. This guy is electric out there. Yeah. Put that with uh, Caruso, who has obviously the experience with the Lakers. He's won the rings. Um, and Caruso pretty much can do everything. You know, he can rebound. Yeah. Uh, he has active hands. He's yeah. a cerebral player, so he's terrific from an IQ standpoint in getting players into the right sets and things like mm-hmm. that. 
And he's the type of guy that you just, you want to play with him. You hate to play against him. Like it's exactly. just one of those things with Caruso. Exactly. exactly. Um, and the thing that I would say about Lonzo Ball, I had a chance to look at Lonzo Ball in the summer league. I had a chance to witness uh, Lonzo Ball as he won that, that summer league title. I think he's gotten loads and loads better on the defensive end. I think he's gotten a lot more confident with the shot. It certainly changed the structure of it looks beautiful. And I think he's gotten a lot more comfortable now that he's played in a big market with LA. It didn't necessarily work. He got out of that market, went to the Pelicans, which was a, a lower market, played well, kind of really got a chance to, to learn what it's like to kind of play with guys that run with him and stuff like that with Zion Williams. And I think that this is the perfect prototype here. And especially when you yeah. look at Billy Donovan, who has had success with younger guards, when you look at what he did with uh, Shea Gillis out in um, in OKC, um, and also to, I, I got to go back and, and, and I got to think, Dort, Lou Dort. You know, he, he did a, a yeah. great job with Lou Dort as well. Um, so I think this is a terrific situation for Lonzo. And, you know, I think this is one of those situations where I think the team and the city really has embraced him. Um, right. And I, I, I mirror what you're saying. I like Chicago. They're a young team. They haven't been there. It is early. I know it's only, what, 35 games here. Still a lot of basketball to be played. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in the buyout market. Um, and so, you know, it's possible that the team can even get better. Um, right. But right now, I, I like them. You know, they're, they are justly sitting at number one. Um, it's hard to believe the Nets are chasing them, though, especially with the craziness with the Nets there. The fact right. that they, to me, I think they, they're very undersized. They still haven't addressed the rebounding situation. This whole Kyrie Irving, I'm a part-time player situation. I don't right. know if that's going to work, especially if they get into a playoff series where they have to play against the Knicks or they have to play against the Celtics or they have to travel out to the finals against Golden State. Right. Well, my whole thing is they get past the Bucks first because the Bucks are big. Yep. The Bucks do have side. And I think that's one of the factors on why uh, the Nets didn't win last year, even though they were so loaded. Even without... Uh, Kyrie, you know, and I just think it was just the loose. I think it was just the, the, you know, the rebounding. The rebounding is always going to be a problem with with this team, you know, because they figure, oh, we can just outscore everybody. No. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna have nights where you're gonna outscore people. You know, the Durant, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant's not Superman. You know, he missed shots too. Mm -hmm. You know, he has his bad nights, and of course, Harden has his bad nights, especially when he's turning the ball over. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, but all in all. Still, I, it's, if if I looked at it, I mean, like you said, right? I mean, right now it's early, you know. Mm -hmm. And the Bulls, the Bulls are good, you know. But I think eventually, you know, it's going to flip flop. You still your top two teams most likely will be the Nets and the Bucks, mm -hmm. you know. And Chicago would have possibly third, you know, third, you know, because you still got the Miami Heat. They they're starting to find their footing again, you know. If they could stay healthy, you know, you got guys coming in and out, you know. Uh, the 76ers of course, you know, with the with the uh, the stuff going on with the guards, you know, going on with uh, ben you know, not having not having Ben Simmons, you know, I think that's a big part. And really because of his defense and and uh ball handling, you know, and uh, running offense, they're missing that big time, you know, with him. But they're still staying, you know, staying afloat, you know. 
Um, and then the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, I mean, it's it's unbelievable because I just didn't expect it, you know. And I saw Mobley play at USC because I'm a big UCLA fan, so yeah, I saw Mobley and what he did, and he's doing the same thing he did in college, just great. Yeah. Great player, great pickup. You know, I give it to Cleveland, and they finally got it right. But, you know, when it comes to drafting, Cleveland is. Yeah, it's been they've, been ter- they've been terrible in, terrible. That, in that department. Terrible. You know, Absolutely. and um, and Jared Allen, <clears throat> man, he's playing super phenomenal. Super phenomenal, uh, Jared Allen is, you know. I, think I mean, I think he's like the, the, yeah, I think he's the heart and soul of that team. I mean, he's just, you know, and he's always played hard. That's the thing about him. Everywhere he's gone, He's played hard. He's 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 great. You know, he's, yes. it's not like he's this is something new. You know, this is Jared Allen. He plays hard. You know, and um, I like what Darius, you know, Darius Garland is doing. You know, because he was supposed to be that one-two punch with uh with the Collins guard that got uh, the guy that got hurt. With, yeah, with Collins getting Sexton hurt. Sexton. Yeah, yeah, with, with Sexton getting hurt. You know, so they brought him and they supposed to. You know, and he's doing what he's supposed to do. So, um, I think when they lost uh, Ricky Rubio, that that kind of put a that kind of put a little hurt on the offense because Ricky Rubio's the type of guy that can run an offense. He can hit the, the the occasional big three, you know, great passer, of course. You know, and um they did. They just got a Rajon Rondo. I don't know how much that's gonna help. I mean it, it'll help far as him talking and far as him uh being more of a, a guy on the bench, you know, a guy that's gonna um you know voice basically. Yes. Far as uh you know helping offense, I don't know. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, I got to give it to Cleveland. You know, they're they're a big surprise. They're a big surprise to me. And you know, it is early, so yep. I, I can't really predict. Was you know, say what I think is going to go on mm-hmm. later on because with this COVID stuff and people being out, and then you know, certain teams might find their footing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, that, that that's my take on that. You know, right now, you know, like I said, Chicago's that they're great, and they still could end up top three. You yeah, know, but I think I think it'll. My gut feeling is it'll it'll flip flop as the season goes along, and only not because it, it, it'd be mostly experience. I would say, right. you know, Milwaukee's experience, of course, Jersey. You know, they they are what they are. I call them Jersey, Brooklyn. You know, sorry, it's Jersey. Perfectly fine. It's, it's still it's still there. They they it's basically still, will always be the Jersey Nets to me too as well. I, no, I, I'm with I don't you. know why I keep doing that, but uh, yeah, yeah, Bro- Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn will still be Brooklyn, you know. But yeah. far as three, those, those those are the three all year. I see those those are the three. You know, I mean, Philly Philly will still be hanging around, you know, but just without Ben Simmons, I you know, without that, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't think know about Philly. I, I really do. You know? I, and quickly, just to say too, just to to say this too with Cleveland, I will say this with Cleveland, they still have Laurel Marketing, who was a top ten pick. Um, yeah. They still have Isaac Okora there. Um, you know, they have C.D. Osman. They still have Kevin Love. So there's yeah. still so much potential there. I know without Rick Rubio, it's a team that will be, I think, one of the most surprising teams in the league. Are they going anywhere? Probably right. not yet. But I, I mean, yeah. I think that this is probably the best thing that they've done since LeBron James. I, I will, yeah. that's 100% there. As far as the East and the top three teams, I, I agree with you there. 
The only thing that I will say here is I think that Miami is a little bit more scarier than I think that we're giving them credit for. Uh, mm -hmm. Jimmy Buckets has been to the finals before. Um, at some point, they're going to get Bam Ayabayo back. I think that that's going to make them special. Tyler Hero is playing out of his mind at this point in time. Um, right. You know, and then you have Cal Lowry, who has come over. And quietly, I know he's been undershadowed because of DeRozan and Lonzo Ball and how well that they played, but we have got to give them credit as well that Miami has done a terrific job in facilitating that trade, and I think that they're going to be dangerous down the stretch um, because right. those players have been there before. Right. You're right. I mean, and I mean, I, I, I agree with you on that, but it's, to me, with Miami, it's the injury because it's like, yeah. Every time somebody gets right, you know, and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, you know, he's been getting injured more, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's been injured. Yes, he has. He's been injured, health and safety protocols, but mainly, yeah, yeah it's been the hip and yeah. all kinds of you know, yeah. And you're right. And if, I mean, if they stay healthy, yeah. I mean, the Heat, the Heat is definitely a team. If they, if, if, if the Heat was to come out, I wouldn't even be in awe or surprised. It'd be like, you know, they have the squad. They have the experience. They have the squad to get there. You know, and you're right, Adebayo, you know, once he comes back, they will. They'll they'll definitely be dangerous late. And know? they still got Victor Oladipo on the roster. He's still on the roster. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm like, when is he coming back? Because I kind of forgot he was playing in the league. And you're right, they do have Victor Oladipo. You know, and then, yeah, you're right. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what the situation is with him when he's coming back. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they do. They got they got some depth. They just got to just can everybody be healthy. Right. That's what I'm looking at with with Miami. So that's why my three that I chose is because these three teams, you know, even 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 with Brooklyn not having, you know, even them having any safety protocols, I don't know. Somehow they just been staying afloat. Right. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Somehow. How it somehow. Yeah, know? man. So. And with that being said, man, we talked about the. <clears throat> Um, now let's let's go ahead and, and make our, our final home run home run at bat here and let's finish off with the, the Western Conference here. I know you're eager to talk about the Lakers. You're eager to oh, talk man. about the West. Uh, so right now at uh, Phoenix here at number one, you got Golden State. Um, you know, the Lakers are in there. Um, you know, what are we thinking right now as far as is what we're seeing in the West here? I think the, the Lakers are sitting six right now. Yeah, they're sitting six. Yeah, they're number you six. got Utah, Memphis, you got Dallas in there, um, followed by Denver and, and the Clippers here. So I've been saying for the past two and a half years that Golden State is going to come back. And people were probably like, oh, it's not going to happen. They're terrible. And you know how it's, it's fair weather fans and stuff. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, man. I, I kept saying that, look, Jordan Poole and all these guys that are on the roster that are playing major minutes now, they're going to slide back into their, 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 they're going to slide back into their roles. And then the main guys are going to take over like your Draymond's, your Stephs and Clay, and they're going to be right back rolling. Not only are they right back rolling, they pretty much got the nucleus and the gang back together. They brought Iguodala here. Um, I, I mean, this to me is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous squad. They they went and found Gary Payton the second here. 
uh, got him signed to a long-term deal here. He's been fighting to make the roster here. Um, you still had Kevon Looney who came back here. He's been a part of the championship DNA. Andrew Wiggins has been playing out of his mind finally here after a couple stops here. Uh, you know, you got Damon Lee here. You got Kaminga, who's looked good as a rookie. Otto Porter Jr., who was a bull. And now he's here and, and suddenly he's just shooting the fixture out of the lights. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Golden State a lot. You know, even though Phoenix is on top of the division, I really like Golden State. I like Golden State. <clears throat> Definitely because the experience factor. Yeah. You know, just like you said, they've been there. I mean, once they big three is back, and it's not even a fact of uh it's not even a fact of Clay Thompson being hundred percent. It's the fact that he's gonna be a presence there. Yeah. You know, you still gonna have to respect him. You know he's not gonna be what he was what he was, not yet, but still it's Clay Thompson. But look at how they're playing without Clay Thompson. And this is one of the things I was I was telling some friends. You know, after last season, I was like, okay, you know, all the team, you better try to get what you can now because once Clay Thompson come back, Golden State's back. That big three is back. Once you have that big three running, all you got to do is sprinkle stuff around. You know, you don't have to be no superstar around them, but yet they have guys that are playing like superstars around them, you know? And <clears throat> believe it or not, you know, and this thing with Andrew Wiggins, great defensive player. I don't even yeah. think he gets enough, he don't even get enough credit for his defense. I think he's on the right, he's in the right system. And they're not asking him to be a, a, a big three, a superstar. They're just saying, just play your game. And just I think you. that's been a problem. That was the problem with Andrew Wiggins when he came out. They think, you know, he could be the next Jordan. You know, he, this guy is just phenomenal. I think it was too much for him. He never you know? was that guy. He wasn't that never guy. He never was that guy. He never was, never that, was guy. that guy. I don't know where they got that. He was you never know? that guy. Put him on a team that's got great players. And look at how he's playing. Right. Looking how the whole team is playing, you know, and his and, and I look at his role as more as like when they had like a Harrison Barnes. Yes. You know? Yeah. I remember had, Harrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I look at Wiggins as that as that new Harrison Barnes that they that they put in. You know, more athletic. He's going, he's going, yeah. You know, athletic. He's more athletic, definitely. But he can hit them the same size Harrison Barnes was hitting, you know. You know what I'm saying? He can he, he's big, he play defense, you know. I mean he's he's wiry. Yeah. And he doesn't have to dominate the ball. That's the great thing about Wiggs. He doesn't have to dominate the ball. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not like they brought him in and said, well, Wiggins, you know, you're going to have to spell Curry when Curry's on the... No. Just blend in. Yes. And and he's comfortable with that. You can tell. He's happy. And it's working. Kevon Looney, he's like like that glue center they got. He kind of reminds me of... uh, of Robert Parrish, how he was with the uh, back Boston in the day, Celtics. yeah, for the Celtics, yeah, yeah. He's a guy you ain't gonna really see it on paper a lot, but he makes an impact big time. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I know he's undersized, but he plays well for them at center. You know, so um, and then Gary Payton the second. You know, I give it to him because we actually had him on. You know, Lakers actually had him on the squad. You know, for a minute. You know, and he went to Golden State. You know, they. Uh, they released him, yeah. You know, but then brought, but then brought him back. You know, mm-hmm. gave him a chance. You know, and look at how hard he's playing. The guy, the guy looks like he's found somewhere where he's going to be at for a while. Yeah, you know, you know, and um, you know, Draymond Green is going to be Draymond Green. You know, he's going to do his thing. You know, and of course, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. 
and they are what I thought they was going to be. But with Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson's not even back yet. Yes, slated for for Sunday too. This Sunday, I believe. When he gets back and he actually gets reacclimated, yeah, I really don't know who's going to beat him. Tell you the truth, you know, not even Phoenix and. Oh, I love Phoenix. I love, I, Phoenix. I love them I, too. I, I love them too. Yeah. I love I love the way they their offense is. I, I loved everything. But my whole the whole thing with Phoenix is is DeAndre is DeAndre Ayton, who plays well. But it seems yep. like when it's that big stage, he disappeared. Because he disappeared mm-hmm. against Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kind of felt like he just he just kind of let, you know, Giannis take over. I mean Giannis is Giannis, but I still felt like he didn't do enough to try to Sort some of that because Giannis did what he wanted to do. Do you, you think know? that's they, why they're hanging the contract out there for him? Do you do you think that's why they haven't <clears throat> term because Phoenix is kind um, of is he our guy? Even though Chris Paul would need a guy like that to to, to make this thing work. Yeah, it's, it's feeling like a wait and see thing with me with that one. Mm-hmm. Feel like a wait and see thing. Let's see what he does this season. You know, right. you know he kind of broke out a bit. You know, we made it to the finals, but let's see what he does this season. Let's see let's see if he. Uh, turns it up another another level you know and my whole thing with him is when they were playing they were going to play the Lakers I picked the Lakers to win that series they were on their way before AD got hurt of course but my whole thing was DeAndre Ayton's never been on this uh stage before how is he going to react you know and he's great he played great you know he played great for three series until they got to that Milwaukee you know you got on that big stage so that was a big stage that he, that he ended up not playing well on, which is the finals, you know. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're looking at that like, okay, let's see, let's see how he comes back from that, you know. Because you would think, you know, he's your, he's your, he's young, you know, he's your center, he's your, you know, he's your future. Are you going to sign him, you know, or, you know, and you, there's, you know, talks broke off. Yeah, maybe it's a wait and see thing with them. My question for really for him would be, you know, and I would say not question, but I would say like this, if I'm looking from the outside in, I'm saying to myself, if Chris Paul is not there, right, he's the ultimate like point guard God. Okay, so if he's not there to get you into spots and stuff like that, could I give the ball to DeAndre Ayton and he can give me 25 and give me buckets if I just give it to him? Or do I have to force feed it and kind of get him on transition, the the pick and rolls? Because he's not even a pick and pop player, okay? No. So, and that's what's a little concerning to me because now that kind of screams of DeAndre Jordan kind of stuff. And and not to take anything away from DeAndre Jordan because, I mean, he's a terrific player and everything like that, but their game is predicated on the fact of you needing to get them the ball in certain spots. Um, right. Very rarely do we see guys now where you can give them the ball and the block and they can kind of go to work. You know, like right. in the day, you know, with the Charles Barkleys, the Ewings and stuff like that. Like a big man like that, like at this point in time, that's probably like, you know, your Sabonis that plays for the Pacers. Like he can do right. anything. Right. So right. that that's my question. You know, when you're going for a max contract guy, you know, it's kind of like with John Collins with with the 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 Hawks. He, he can shoot threes. You know, he can shoot, right. he can hit pick and pops. He can mm-hmm. dunk on you. He can give you what whatever you want. But with Aiden, he's really been kind of only one dimensional. And so I, right. I got a question mark on that. 
You know, yeah, right. he's a lot of shooters, but he's only been one dimensional himself. Right. But as a franchise, you have Jalen Smith on the roster. Do you start over? I, I mean, that that's my thing. And I, I agree with you there. They're going to have to need big interior play if they are to make it out the West and even more so if they're the, to actually win a championship. Right. It, yeah. And see, and see, that's the thing with Aiden. I mean, if you notice, they don't really even run plays for Aiden. It just, just doesn't seem like they even run plays for him. You know, not a sense. It's, 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 it's more like a pick and roll. Yeah. You know, kind of like how Dwight Howard was, you know. They, and that's not scary. a guy you throw the ball into and then you can just say, okay, well, he has these moves, whatever. You know, right. it's more of an opportunistic uh, scoring with with, uh, with with eight, you know. And, I mean, he's athletic. You know, he can run the floor, you know. He looks like he can play defense. You know, he can get – he can lapse here and there, you know. But I think it is. I think it's a, it's just a question mark of a wait and see with, with uh, Phoenix right now, you know. Because, I mean – if you look at it like, why didn't they jump on it? Why didn't they jump on it and sign them to the extension and get it out the way? Right. Evidently, they're, they're having some question marks, like you said. There's some questions. There's there some there. question marks there. You know? And, and, and they're going to be there, not, you know, like I said, but I think that they are going to have to address that, man. Um, mm-hmm. to, to move ahead here, I know we wanted to talk about the Lakers here, and we'll kind of bunch mm-hmm. them up. Lakers, Dallas, Memphis here. I want to talk about those teams kind of leading into this thing. With Dallas, I think that they haven't done enough. I think they've had the same team for the last three years. I don't think they put enough around Donkage. I think they have to get rid of Poinzingis at some point. I think they just need to press the reset button. Memphis, I feel like, is up and coming. Um, I feel like they're in the right path. I love what John Morant's doing. Um, I love Dylan Brooks and his game. Um, I love the fact that they have Jaron Jackson Jr. Not a lot of people know who he is because uh, right. he's injured so much. Um, and then you got your Lakers, man. You got your Lakers that they got a lot of star power names on the side of the building when you go into the movie. But then when you sit down for the movie, it's not such a great movie. Um, no. W- what do you make no. of this right now? Well... First of all, during the off season, when they went after Westbrook, I was very, 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 very surprised at that. Okay. Instead of not the million, yeah, not not a million years that I think the Lakers would go after Westbrook. It was just like yeah. you've seen thirteen. How, how long he's been in, in the league? You've seen his whole career. You already know what he is. You know what he does. You know what he does in the end of game stuff like that. Now. Yeah, he's a triple-double machine, and I think they was looking at it like that, like he's an elite guard. And if you look at our guard play last year, guard play was terrible besides Caruso. Mm-hmm. Guard play, you know, was nothing last season because uh, you had a guy like Schroeder who's been coming off the bench most of his NBA career, all of his NBA career, who got a chance to play for an elite organization, got a chance to start and decided, oh, I'm worth, to get that $80 million, I'm worth $130 million. Yeah, that's that's what hurt us right there. That's what hurt us right there because he changed his attitude instead of just doing what he what he needed to do. So once once that didn't work out, it was like okay, well you know we need to go for it. we 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 need an, we need an elite guy that can do everything, mm-hmm. which is Russell Westbrook. Besides the fact he he's not really a great defensive player. So my whole deal with that was okay if it works if it if if, if he has his head on straight and 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 
listens. You know, the guy can average 15 assists per game, you know, because we were getting the shooters. You know, you're going to have LeBron James. You got AD. You got people to get the ball to, you know. But if he's Westbrook, then it's not quite going to work. And he, so far, he's been Westbrook, you know. Yeah. He is what he is, you know. Yeah. And it's 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 a... Uh, it, yeah, it just it just hasn't worked for me. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong, but this this is this is just a weird roster, you know. Then you go and get a guy like DeAndre Jordan, and you have Dwight Howard. You have two guys that can't shoot free throws, and two guys that can only do one or two things, you know. Can't I like I, I like I like I, I like the fact that we got Dwight Howard back because he knows the system, you know. He played well during that championship year, yeah. you know. But to add DeAndre Jordan, I was just, that's kind of weird. Like, why are you adding him? Like, yeah. it's, it's, to me, it's like adding nothing. You know, you, it's, it's just like, you oh, just put man. a piece of paper there. <laughs> and that's what, it, that's what it's been. I, it's like, what is he doing? Nothing. And then when they went out and got Kent Basemore, I was like, ah, what is that? <laughs> like, Kent Basemore has always been a, just a guy that does stuff here and there. He's not, not that guy. He's always played defense. We had yeah. him before. Yeah. Um, he, he had some good years in Atlanta, and yeah. you know, he had some okay yeah. years in, in Golden State. I mean, it's been relatively yeah. up and down. Um, yeah. You know, he did play on some good Hawks teams, by the way, you know, just to throw that out there. But you're right. I mean, play has been sporadic here. Yeah. You know, you look at yeah. the roster. They got Wayne Ellington. They got uh, THT here. You got... Trevor Ariza, you got Carmelo Anthony, who I think to me has been the best addition. But we can we can yeah. talk about that. Avery yeah. Bradley, uh, obviously you got LeBron James, you got Stanley Johnson here as of late, who signed a couple ten day contract series, and, and he's hungry. He's hungry because I I think Stanley Johnson. I think I saw him at my job before he actually got this job. <laughs> <laughs> Malik Buck, yeah, he, he was with the Bulls. He man, he's the, the guy that's been floating around. You might have caught him in LA Fitness at this point, man. He just, <laughs> you know, like, you know are you? Are you? What the? You know? But he's uh, been everywhere, man. But yeah, I, I hope he finds a home. In all seriousness, yeah. like I, I literally yeah. hope you know they really sign him because to me, yeah. I was just talking to somebody else. They said the defense is totally different when he's on the floor. It is when he's it not is. playing. It's, it's really weird and bizarre. But yeah, it's strange out there, man. Do you feel like LA has put too much weight into Anthony Davis? Do you feel like, do you regret the Anthony Davis trade at this point? I don't regret it at all. I mean, we got a we got a championship because, and see, that's another thing. You know, the move. You know, kind of out based on we talking about. You get all these memes, or you get all these little stories where all the young players we had are doing well now with yep. their respective teams. But I'm like, how many championships are they winning? How many playoffs are they making it to? Like, they talk about, oh, you gave all that talent to the Pelicans. But the Pelicans win like 25 games this year. So it's, it's like, yeah. You know, and then they talk about, oh, look at Randall, what he's doing with New York. Yeah, he got put out in the first round. Next. You know, it's like, they act like these guys are winning championships now, you know? And it's like, we got Anthony Davis and we want a chip, you know? And... Last year he's playing well, and it is it's the injury stuff, you know, and I, it's that's always been the question about him. I, I, I like the fact that we have somebody like that because when AD's on, he's on, you know, he's going to play defense, you know, he's going to give you offense. I don't like him shooting a lot of threes. I don't know why he shoots so many threes now, 
I really think he needs to get back in the mid-range and get back in the post like he was. You know, I mean, I know he's naturally a point guard. That's what he played before he had the growth spurt and all that yeah. good stuff. You know, but uh, I I like it. I, I, I still I still believe in Anthony Davis. I really do. That's especially when playoff, especially when playoff time comes. As long as he's healthy. Yeah. When he's healthy, he produces. That you know? is, that is strong because I mean they call him Anthony Street Close Davis at this point. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's thanks, only thanks to, uh, to Charles, Charles Barkley. He's only finished. <laughs> uh, I think he's only finished maybe one season where he's gone all eighty-two. Um, you know yeah. he's 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 been out. I, I mean yeah. the injury. I don't know what the guy does in the off season. Nobody knows. We don't know why these things happen to him, but. I, I, it's tough. It's tough. I think, when he, I, I, think he plays, I know what he does. Together, he's top ten in the league. I when he's not he, out there, it's like, what can you do? The team struggles. I, I think he just sits up and eats sour cream, potato chips with soda, and, and play PS Five. And then you look and say, "Oh man, it's training camp about to start." And man, something. Because that's something. the way it looked. Because I mean, he got he got bigger yeah. this season, which may have hurt him. You know, which oh, may yeah, have absolutely. hurt him. You know. You know, I mean, I understand about getting stronger and getting bigger is two different things. You know, get stronger, you know, get more durable. You don't have to bulk up and, you know, that could be more, you know, that could be more stress on the parts that's already messed up, you know? Mm. So, yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I would think with somebody like LeBron James would be like, hey, man, come work out with me this summer. You know, come, let's let's do it, you know? Just come work out with me. but I don't see it, you know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's up. I don't really don't know what's up with that. And I think it's just going to be a reality with Anthony Davis. The injury stuff is always going to be because every every time he goes up for a shot and he falls down, I'll be thinking like, okay, is he going to get up? Every time, yeah. Because he falls mostly most of the time. He falls when he when he make when he shoots. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I, 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 I still, I still believe in him because he's an elite talent. He's still young. Yeah. You know, I, I still think we did the right thing. Only thing I hate about that trade is that, um, is that we didn't keep Hart because I, I think, I really think he could have been like our next Derek Fisher. I really Gave believe Josh that uh, Josh Hart. Yeah. Gave up Josh Hart. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. It, it's tough to swallow, man. Look at this. I mean, he, yeah. he had sixty-two games. In year one, he had 36 games last year. He had, you know, yeah. 27 games played this year. I, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's not trending well at it's this not. point. Um, and that's, I, I, I don't know, you know, but we'll it's see not. what happens coming off the yeah. MCL sprain. Right. Um, just just don't become Andrew Bynum, you know. No. Just don't, just don't oh, become Andrew man. Bynum. You that, know, I mean, that thing right there was a disaster, you know. Just, oh, my gosh. I, I just hope it's not every time you fall a certain way. Yeah. Oh, well, he's out six games. Oh, he's going to be out ten games. Oh, he's going to be out three games, you know. Yeah. And it is. It's trending down. I mean, he's playing less since he's been here. His, his production has gone down, his, you know, but besides that first year, you know production kind of went has gone down and it's like come on man and then he's shooting all these threes i'm like are you shooting all these threes because you're afraid of contact or what is it right you know and what scares me too about this situation if in any case lebron james ends up leaving the lakers and there's that much more weight on anthony davis th- that worries yeah. 
Like yeah. I'm not sure if yeah. he's going to be able to to carry a team. You know, no, like, no. Just, I, I, I just I don't, don't think he's that, that type of guy. I mean, he was in college, of course, but it was easier yeah. to be that type of guy. You know, it's college, but it's just this is the pro. Yeah, you know, professional basketball. Is, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he even I don't know if he even has the demeanor to do it. I don't know if he has the demeanor to really, you know, I mean, I've like, you know, him and he and uh and Dwight Howard got into it earlier in the season, you know, oh, when yeah. he drafted Dwight Howard or or whatever it was that was, but you On know, the bench, I, yeah. I, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I still believe in him. I wouldn't trade him. You know, I definitely wouldn't trade him. I, I you know, I you would just hope that when it matters, he'll he'll be healthy enough to help us. You know, and, so. and it's funny that you said that. A lot of people say that you would trade him. I I've, I would say like maybe you might want to explore that at this point. His value is kind of high. Like maybe you kind of see. Does anybody want to kind of dig into the cookie jar? I don't but know. See, yeah, at this but point. See that, but, but see, that's the thing. The thing with it is, I think those teams have more leverage because they whole thing would be like, well, you know, he's been injured most. You know, stays injured. You know, I think teams will feel like they have a little more leverage, not to try to give you, you know, messed up players, but not to give you as much value as you thought you would get. You mm-hmm. know with Anthony Davis because going because you know they can always bring that up you know he stays injured you know how do we know how that uh ain't you know how that Achilles is that Achilles worse off than what we're you know he's saying you know right. stuff like that you know so who knows but you never know what these general managers might do you might wake up one morning and be like oh Lakers traded Anthony Davis they you know you just never know what these general managers are thinking it's true. Know, me, but if it was me, I I would try to stick with it, especially with LeBron James still being there. You know, we'll see because the roster looks like it's about to change some more. They've already shipped Rondo off. There is a report that yeah. they're looking to ship off DeAndre Jordan and Bazemore. Um, right. And there's even a report that is that is strongly suggesting that it's possible that Russell Westbrook may be shopped as well. Um, right. I, I'm not sure, but. To be honest with you, if I can take a guess, I don't know if the Lakers as constructed now are going to be the same Lakers at the end of the season. Right. I think that they're going to change a lot. Right. right. And and they could they could do remember remember when Cleveland was playing, they weren't playing well. And you know, they had they had Dwayne Wade and stuff on that team, but they made that big trade. Which I'm Chicago thinking it's, another it's probably going to be something like that, where they do something yeah. like they did in Cleveland, where pretty much everybody got traded except for like three people. Exactly. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. And the thing is, I'm pretty sure Westbrook has been on the trade table, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of teams like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. you know? I, I, I agree. With you. I mean, he's an off the ball scorer. He's not fitting in well with the Lakers at this point. He's oh. been an off the ball shooter and not a slasher so it's a really weird situation how many times do you see him shooting three-pointers where it's like that is absolutely not his game right Um, terrible it's it's just like he needs to rock and he needs to be coming at you full speed or he needs to get it in a position to get to the rack and i mean that's just the bottom line with westbrook um it's just it's weird to see a lot of plays break down and he's the guy shooting the ball at the end of the shot clock, and I'm like, that's that's not that's not gonna work. It's not good. It's not good. And the missed dunks. It's just like, where's the focus? Like he's not focused. Like where's your focus at? And, you know. Yeah. And last game was the first game 
the first game since 2016 that he that he didn't have a turnover. Yeah. That's crazy. You know? I was gonna say, I, I think that somebody was telling me a stat right now. He has uh more missed layups than turnovers or something crazy like that. And, and I'm just crazy. like wow. Like, I mean, he's missed gimmies where you've seen I mean, you've seen this guy go to the basket ferociously and just dunk. Now he just sees, I don't know what it is with him. I don't know if it's the, the digression. I don't know what it is with him, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it's 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 not fitting, you know? And, I mean, to tell you the truth, Schroeder, you know, Schroeder's fit better. He yep. just, Schroeder, Schroeder was kind of more or less like a, he kind of reminded me of how Dwight Howard acted in his first stint with us. Yes. Knowing, knowing you was you was brought here to do a certain thing, but you didn't want to do it because you wanted a certain role. And I think with Schroeder, he wanted a certain role, you know? He he felt like he had the Lakers cornered. Oh, they need me, you know, I'm, 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 you know, even though I've been coming off the bench most of my career, yes. I'm a starter, I'm a starter now. They're going to want to pay me. Yeah, they're going to have to pay me the max. No, <laughs> you know, you should be glad that they offered you the 80 million, you know? Yeah, and, Dennis Schroeder is not a max yeah. guy. Not a max guy. You you were going to run a max offense. guy with Atlanta. If he was a max no. guy with Atlanta, they would have kept him. They, they kept traded him. way before they they even got into that contract situation. Right, right. So you, you you already know you already know you got LeBron, you got AD. Those are the guys that that you're going to rely on mostly for. And we know you can score too, but you was not no big three. Yeah. For some reason, he thought that he was a part of a big three. That's my thing. That was his whole thing. You know and. I kind of, I, I kind of was eighty percent hoping the Lakers would reach some type of agreement with him on a lower scale, pay scale, yeah. you know. Because if you I notice, think. nobody had picked him up. He was still out there, but they decided, oh, we're going to go for the home run and go for Westbrook, you know. And it just hasn't been working, you know. It's just I don't, and I, I don't really see anything great happening, you know. We'll, you know, we'll make the playoffs, you know, and we'll probably get a higher seed, but. Just, just the Westbrook factor, man. You know, and like I said, I hope they prove me wrong. But this this roster is just is weird. I like Malik Monk though. I like I like Malik Monk. Yeah, I like Malik Monk a lot when he played for Kentucky. I, I liked what he did with yeah. the Blitz. I felt I, like I didn't, the opportunity. I hated him. When, yeah, I hated him when he played for Kentucky because they they whooped on UCLA. Yeah, and, uh, I, I know, I know. I, he, I, he and Darren, he and Darren Fox did a they they did a number on it, but it's cool though. Yeah, but no, but just playing around. But yeah, he's great. He's yeah. he's doing he's doing what that you know for the, what they're paying him. He's doing great. He's doing great. He's doing what we he's what we need. You know. Yeah. He's definitely playing great. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he has a future. You know. So, but it's just like this team just can't. It's like I don't want to give up on them because I feel like okay, let's see what they look like when they're actually helping everybody there. But I don't know if there's going to be enough time to really gel the way they need to gel. Right. About time, you know, because, I mean, AD is going to be out, what, another month. But then he's got to come back because he's got to get back, you know. just go. He's going to be rusty, right. you know. So, you know, and LeBron's doing a lot right now. I understand, you know, he's, he's one of the most fit people in the world. But everybody, you know, has a limit, you know. You know, before those minutes start catching up. You know, and having to do everything catches up. 
Yeah, I think it is starting to catch up. And I think the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, this Laker team just as constructed around them is just not that good. You know, that's it's not one. It's not that good. And, you know, you're hoping that they make a key trade here um, to really yeah. you know, shore up the roster. And, and essentially, you're going to have to have Anthony Davis be top 10 Anthony Davis and not yeah. um, last 10 in the league, uh, Anthony Davis. But, you know, that's, yeah. that's another yeah. he's, topic. He's almost, he's almost playing like a role player. He's almost acting like he's just, you know, just your average player. You know, yeah. and it's like, come on, you Anthony Davis. You was, you was once considered top five. Now I don't know if he's even top ten or top fifteen the way he's playing right now. And it's, at this point in time, I think that that's a situation where again I, I've talked to some people as well, and I, I've actually kind of looked at it, and I think that maybe it might be best to kind of shop him. I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what you get for him, but yeah. maybe you can steal something. Maybe right. you can steal something. I don't know, you know, but maybe right. you might want to shop that. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say another Easter egg, and you might agree with me, you might not, but I really think his heart in his heart. I really think during the off season when he signed that extension, I really believe he was looking at Chicago. I really believe he was Chicago was a, a real destination for him. You know, I really believe he wanted to go home mm, after yes. he got that ring. We can, I mean, we can talk about that. We can talk about that. You know. Another another time, but yeah, we yeah we'll definitely touch on that because I I think that there's again we talked about the the smoke and the possibly being fired there it might be yeah. but I think that when you look at the situation half of the team is managed by Rich Paul so right it's it, right. it, like it, I mean it, look this is a whole other topic in itself that we can talk about. Um, and maybe we will. We'll, maybe we'll talk about LeBron's legacy, and, and maybe that'll be our next show here, is because that's one of the things that I did want to talk about um, yeah. with him. Actually, I think he's now third on the scoring charts, and I believe he surpassed Kobe for the most scores on Christmas Day. Um, yeah, but we, we we could talk about that because I do want to yeah. talk about the debate of uh, LeBron James and being the goat, but. Never mind that. You know, for right now, <laughs> I, that's my whole thing. I think his loyalty yeah. to Rich Paul and LeBron James is just like, I don't know if he could turn his back on that. Right, right. And another thing I want to say, I, I really think the Lakers made a mistake, and I know, I know I'm going back, but after they won a championship, I really think they should have kept what they had. I really think they should have kept Green. You know, you, you should have, you you definitely should have kept somebody like that. Because, I mean, the thing with Green was, he was very disruptive on the defensive end. And, and I mean, okay, I understand his shooting wasn't all that great, you know. But Danny Green actually fit what they were doing. He actually helped the team, you know, the spacing was better when you had guys like that. Yeah. You know. Um, when they had, when they had, uh, when you had LeBron James playing point guard, Mm-hmm. I think that was great. He's playing the five now. You know, he doesn't yeah. have Claude and, and, Pope. He doesn't have yeah. Kuchman, He doesn't and, have Caruso. Exactly. He doesn't have Rondo anymore. Like, yeah, exactly. it's, it's a totally so, roster. So when the Lakers, when the Lakers made the trade during offseason, when they, you know, with the Washington, when they gave up Montrez Harrell, which I didn't mind, you know, he's undersized. You know, I, I mean, you know, he didn't, he didn't really fit the team, you know, or the, or the system or whatever. 
Okay, but when they got rid of Caldwell Pope, I was very upset because that was your best defensive guard. Yeah, you know, but very, you know, these are these are guys that made this defensive scheme work because we were we were like always in the top three in defense those both years. Even last year, we were like in the top three. In fact, they was one of the top. You know, at one point we was a top team in defense, even though the season didn't go all that great. You know, last season, but our defense was still great. We still had great defense, you know, and I really think, you know, and of course with Caruso. So Caruso and, and Pope, I was just like, you really should have found a way to keep those guys. You still needed your defensive identity. I understand you need shooters and, you know, this and that, but you still need to keep the defense was was definitely, the, you know, definitely a big part of that championship run, you know, and yeah. Yeah, even even though, you know, like I said, these guys, you don't see a lot of the stuff they do on paper, but it's just me looking at them and what they do, just disrupted, knocking balls away, making stuff happen, you know, yes. uh, spacing, putting space, space in the floor, you know, timely shots, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah, man, I, I totally yeah. agree with you in that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely could talk about uh, some more topics here with the Lakers and things like that. And you know, essentially, man, I think that that maybe kind of wraps us up for the show. You know, I know we talked okay. about the the East. We talked about the West. We talked about the NFC. We talked about the AFC. Um, you know, we talked about Antonio Brown and those situations there as well. So, you know, maybe next week here, I, I think we'll definitely be back, man. We'll be talking about some new topics out here. I just want to quickly go ahead and thank Anchor for being our platform. I want to thank the fans out there that have actually listened to us. I want to thank the fans that have given us insight here to, to kind of drive content to the show. And, um, you know, just kind of let the fans that know that we'll be back here. So um, I definitely appreciate you, Pete, for coming on to the show. You know, hopefully you oh, can definitely. act to the show as well, you know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely you know. You know, so hopefully we can at least get a, at least one in a week, man, of just uh, kind of going back and forth here. Like I said, I think there's so many different topics here to come up here. Um, I know we have the the playoffs to come up here in football for sure. We can definitely talk about that. And uh, again, we can continue to talk a little bit more about the NBA because I think there's so many teams that we didn't talk about. Um, yes. Like Utah, you know, the Denver, L.A. Clippers. We can talk about those franchises. Oh, yeah. And all that stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I definitely. think that they'll probably be on um, on next week's show. So, you know, I think we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up for today, man. All righty. Um, you know, I uh, thank you for having me on. You know, I enjoyed it as always. You know, and uh, uh, definitely let's do it again. Let's, you know, jump into it because it'll, it'll be a lot to talk about next week. <laughs> it'll Pretty definitely sure be a lot to talk about. You know, playoffs should be the. You know, we're going to know who's going to be who's going to be the uh, you know teams far as uh, you know far as in the, the NFL the playoff start. We're going to know who's going to be who, who's going to play who. Right. You know, who's gonna have a buy this and that. So definitely. Definitely be a lot to talk about. And you know, of course, NBA. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. A lot a lot that we can get on, you know. And uh, you know, I didn't wanna, you know, disrespect and not talk about Utah because Utah is a team that's playing very well right now also. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and, uh, man. We'll, we'll talk and, about and they're, Utah. they're a threat. So We'll talk about Utah for sure. Um, I think Utah is definitely an underlooked roster. But, yeah, you know, just kind of letting the fans know, man, we got a lot of topics to talk about. 
um heck man we may even talk about some fantasy you know sports as well because i know a lot of people right. play the fantasy basketball and things like that i know i Definitely. personally do i played fantasy football as well uh, i do too yeah, I mean, so definitely we'll, we'll talk about these things uh, moving forward. So just kind of give the fans, you know, kind of what we'll be talking about here. And um, yeah, you know, until next week, you know, this is Real Talk Sports with Rico and, and Pete here. And uh, we'll be back here next week. Yep.